Alright, we're back for another episode of the Two Basketball Junkies. What a week. Um, since we last talked, after we beat Syracuse, uh, and Zion had the arguably the greatest game any Duke basketball player has ever played. Has anyone gone back to you on that? Certainly have the they, most have efficient. Have they called you out on your nonsense? Yeah, people think I'm wrong. They think Christian Leitner was clearly the best game it's ever played. It's not just Christian Leitner. There's like... A bunch of games. Nobody the, the, was ever 13 for 13. The more I thought about it, yeah. you know, five of the 13 are dunks. I think... So, se- so those don't count? What do you mean? Yes, that's that's exactly the point. It's it's more impressive to score forty against the number two ranked team, Texas. If you're JJ Redick, you're just launching bombs like that's more difficult. As as great of an ACC tournament as Zion had, I think Randolph Childress's nineteen ninety five maybe is more impressive just because degree of difficulty should count for something. I mean, you know. Degree of difficulty has nothing to do with it. Uh, I'm just talking about efficiency on both ends of the court. Now, I wasn't prepared to really talk about it, but Zion Williamson probably <laughs> had the best ACC tournament a Duke player has ever had uh, in terms of efficiency uh, on both ends of the court, overall impact of the game. So, since we last talked, we yeah we we, we I, served. I don't up. want you to mistake what I'm saying. I don't want you to mistake when he. Got the steal against UNC, took off from what seemed like 15 feet away, took the ball up, cocked it with, again, his offhand, which I've read he's sort of ambidextrous, which makes his right-handed dunks a little bit less impressive. When he did that, he looked like Michael Jordan, like a bigger, stronger Michael Jordan. He just took off, he flew, and he threw it down with such authority and force. I was like, this guy's Michael Jordan. And then in the next game, when he makes that three-quarter lengths baseball, Bounce pass perfectly, which is like Magic Johnson. <laughs> I literally got up off my chair and I was like, "There's nothing Zion could have done to have surprised me, but he did." The bounce pass, the bounce to Trey pass. Jones I, was it was incredible. like a, it was incredible. Uh, if it, you, it was if a you little good, little mini Duke basketball orgasm. <laughs> what had happened? If you Google Zion bounce pass, or even just the phrase bounce pass, you'll see that. There's just a ton about the bounce pass. Like, every, you know, the shoe burst, the bounce pass, the perfect game, all these things. It's just, it's it's supernatural what's going on with this kid. So, we barely beat North Carolina. Yeah, let's rewind. Let's just go straight to that. Cause, yeah. Because we had talked. We nearly did a post-UNC pod, but we didn't. And then now it's like four or five days later. Yeah, I and apologize. It's, and it's I went people's to distant Calif- memory, but yeah. we should go back there. It's not distant memory. I went to California, so time froze while I was in California after the after the ACC championship. And we are I'm still in the mindset of having just watched that that Florida State game, uh, the UNC game. We 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 beat them, and it just feels like the Duke Blue Zions beat them. Basically, nobody really had that good of a game. They had to go with Vrankovic and Jordan Goldwire. Uh, Cam Reddish really, really struggled. RJ Barrett struggled efficient, efficiency-wise, for sure. Uh, efficiency-wise, yeah. The, I think he had rebounds and a bu- yeah. bunch of assists. To me, the story was Zion put him on their backs a bit on offense. 31-11. and 11. And uh, the defense, the team defense came together for huge possessions against a team that couldn't stop 
with Zion's help, but I thought everyone on the court really stepped up Especially and played in the very second good half. team defense in the second half. Yeah. And the rebounding, you know, yeah. the defensive rebounding. RJ gets credit. Cam Reddish gets credit. Jordan Goldwire gets credit. Um, there was a really crucial stretch where Vankovic came in when we were thin. And he was magical. And He was magical. Magical. I like that word, Peter. He had two great, I mean, perfect passes. One was an entry pass to Zion, which was perfect. I mean, most entry passes to Zion can't be that bad. And then another one where he was nearly doubled underneath the basket and he made a really nifty pass to Jordan Goldwire, who also very high IQ was cutting to the basket. He got a block. He got a bucket. He's not doing anything dumb. Um, yeah, he received pass. I told you, the pass from... this guy reminds me of Brian Zubak in 2010. The funniest thing about him is there in, was... in, the, in the Florida State title game, he was the first guy off the bench. He was sitting on the court. He's the first guy to check in with about 17 minutes left in the first half. Coach K changes his mind. Jack White goes there. Antonio goes back to the bench, and he never sees the court again. Like, in true Coach K fashion. Yeah, so on the one hand, like, what a move. What a what a sort of, like, big onions move by Coach K to to ride Vrankovic and... Goldwire. More so Goldwire yeah. in the second half of that game, kind of like he did in the Louisville game. Uh, and it worked, right? And then... Equally sort of uh, enigmatic uh, to not really play those guys in the Florida State game. Joel Goldwire got like 10 minutes. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I saw the UNC game again. Um, I mean, it is argu- arguable that Rankovich saw the court because Deloria was in serious foul trouble the majority of the UNC game. That's why. Yeah. yeah. And then against Florida State. Florida State has... UNC's pretty big, but Florida State has bigger bodies, more athletic, and Antonio just doesn't have the the athleticism to match up. But, yeah, no, I didn't think he should play against Florida I wasn't missing him against Florida State. I missed him. I wanted to yeah, see but, this guy play. I mean, <laughs> he's clearly a baller. His dad was like one of those European bigs. Like, they're all really good passers. They have high IQ. But we'll never know because he's just another guy who could have been something, but we'll never know because Coach K doesn't play people. Yeah, yeah, he could have gotten more minutes during the year and, and various stretches of the season, no doubt. Uh, I don't think Frankovic, uh is a, was another Zubek waiting to happen. Zubek, he, Zubek was like a, a McDonald's All-American who underperformed uh, most of his career and in the second half of his senior season caught a wave and played lights out on defense and rebounding, averaged double-digit rebounds a game, in the uh, NCAA tournament, especially he played more in the NCAA tournament than he had that whole year, and he just played great, and the team it elevated the team. Uh, in this case, I mean, Rankovic is yeah. like a, a pretty, like pretty smart player. Clearly, like not, not helpless on the court, but I think we were lucky to get the minutes we got out of him. I, I, I guess I guess the reason I fully embrace Antonio so quickly. I mean, he played nine minutes. He he had three or four or five very good plays, but it's it was because of my frustration with Javin Delorier, who bounced back with a pretty good game against Florida State, but he still sort of drives me nuts. Um, he he still is not strong with his hands and securing loose balls and rebounds. He still his conversion rate from two or three feet is is really bad. Um, 
He still sort of makes his mistakes. Wait, his conversion rate is bad? Yes. If you, has the... if you watch the games, that's absolutely true. Okay. But he... I don't think he's setting the Duke record for field goal percentage, but he's pretty close. He actually has a higher field goal percentage than Zion. Yeah. He's... He's shooting 72.5% of the field. I recognize yeah. most of these are dunks. He was shooting 83% a month and a half ago. Yeah, but you can't say his conversion rate is bad. I mean, I, that's just I absolutely, flatly wrong. That is absolutely but not, occasionally not wrong. He gets that is caught. absolutely not wrong. He's literally drawing dead to, to finish a play through contact. Did you not see, like, he missed a point-blank dunk? <laughs> yeah, He's, I mean, you're, you're proving by way of example, and that's just not how we do it here on the two basketball junkies we actually look at the stats the guy's shooting suit at 72 percent from the field okay the last little while he's been shooting 60 percent i mean i get it his role is just to be a put back dunker in an outlet and there's been a few possessions critical possessions over the last few weeks where he gets caught under the basket eight or and nine. he's sort of unwilling eight or nine. to try to finish through contact i understand your point no, 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 no. But if he, if but yeah, he, if he mean, encounters contact... He's limited. Yeah. Javin's limited, okay. yeah. but he's useful, and he plays a role in this team, and he, he does get rebounds, he does block shots, he occasionally comes up pretty big on defense, and he's just... Honestly, he's just not talented to the point where he can meet your expectations, Peter. Your expectations seem a little high for him. Is, is it unrealistic to expect if you're six foot ten? And pretty athletic to be able to finish from two feet away from the basket. All I'm saying is, I mean, look, look at the look, numbers. Look, look Javin had a pretty good bounce back game against Florida State. Still a handful of mistakes, but I I can't wait for Marquise to come back. Yeah, I think Javin is sort of like Alex O'Connell in, in a certain respect. They're both sort of unwilling to try to make a play through traffic that's contested. They're they're sheepish. Uh, I, I've seen Javin try, and it's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I think those 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 times stand out to you, and then I don't think you're giving him credit for the plays he does make. Yeah, just he, like a he, few he minutes made, ago, you didn't bunch, want to give Zion credit for for dunking the ball. Like he's faster than everyone on the court. He gets separation from the pack. He posts up. He gets. He receives the entry passes. That's not like easy to do, actually, and. Just because something doesn't look difficult to your eye yeah. doesn't mean it's less valuable on the court. Yeah. So Javin getting the, the put-back dunks, the, the occasional tip-in, the block shots he gets, you might think, well, boy, he's supposed to do that. He's supposed to get those rebounds. But he's actually got to go and do it, right? And it, it, it's important. Uh, every re- I, this team yeah. needs every rebound it can get. Right. You know, the way we play. And every rebound RJ Barrett grabs on defensive end, I appreciate. You know, but... Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, well, let's, let's get back to yeah. the UNC game. For, let's forget, get back for, to the UNC forget, forget Jeff. Let's, let's go back to UNC. From my perspective, when I watched it, you know, I we, we did a pod. I articulated my hopes, my dreams, my aspirations. I just we wanted to kick throttle UNC, stomp them, kill them, beat them by like 15 or 20. Then everyone would think that UNC got lucky against us because they played us without Zion. And we were just coming off a Syracuse game in which no one else really looked that impressive outside of Zion. And in the first half of that UNC game, they got out to a 13-point lead. They, To me, they clearly looked like the better team. Um, at the conclusion of the game, I wasn't that 
it was a great win, and I'm I was ecstatic that we won, but I wasn't fulfilled in that. <laughs> let's in the way that we destroyed Kentucky type of way. I went back and I watched it. We played great to tie up the the game in the first half. We played great in the second half. UNC is a great team. They're one seed, national title contenders. So. Yeah, obviously it's a great win. Um, and Archer Barrett misses two free throws right at the end, which makes the the win even felt like even dicier, like a little, you yeah. Know, but most of the time he's gonna hit at least one of those free throws. Like, uh, I I don't know. I mean, it seems well, he's a sixty percent free throw shooter. I feel like when RJ's on the line, game on the line, <laughs> a little shaky, man. I, I mean, he's, I, he's, I, I sort of feel like there have been a few other games where he's he's done that in that spot. He has been shaky with the game on the line, but you know he, his free throw percentage overall has been pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, um, w- let me ask you: at the end of that UNC game, did you find it weird that Coach Gay didn't call a timeout when it was clear Jordan Watt Goldwire could barely move from cramping? Yeah, I he, wasn't he super on not, top of the timeout he, he situation. I only assumed one. they had one left, had and one. they didn't want to. Yeah. Wait, it was strange. And, and yeah. UNC didn't seem to attack him. Um, yeah, luckily, they, they gave yeah. the ball to Cam Johnson, who was matched up by by Goldwire, and he didn't even attempt to like beat him off the dribble. Um, and Goldwire looked like he was dying out there. I thought that was puzzling. Yeah, he was he was struggling. That's, that's true. Uh, I thought Cam Reddish kind of had like this incredibly bad first half, uh, like it, it, embarrassing, like an embarrassing. First half, it was it was all the stuff that we that we we've been talking about and and worse. And when we post this Devin interview, you're going to hear about sort of the psychology, uh, what he was able to observe about Cam. But um, he had some confidence going, and then more recently in the ACC tournament, he really didn't look like that confident version of himself too often. Yeah. But down the stretch against UNC, I thought he played big defense. I thought he really he really played really really well uh, as a team defender. Yeah. So I want to give him credit for that. I want to give RJ he's, Barrett credit he's, on he's the defensive still, end and, yeah. and and as a passer in that game as well because it wasn't working for him forcing it. Yeah. And I think he sort of recognized that. I thought he deferred to Zion more in the ACC tournament than he had done all season. And I think the team is now deferring to Zion appropriately. Yeah, but they were doing that right before Zion got injured. I feel like the team was trying to get in that direction also. Yeah. Maybe not the first 15 games of the season, but right before the first UNC game, I felt like it was trending that way as well. It's just it stands in stark, contract, in stark contrast. The possessions were RJ's playing a little bit of hero ball versus when, when Zion's the guy with the ball in his hands. Like... With, there's a there's a directionality to an intent that the team has on offense to utilize Zion that, that everything flows from that much more much more smoothly and then occasionally he needs a possession off and and RJ is there for that and you know so you you at the beginning of the season you couldn't imagine a time when RJ is taking less shots than Zion right in a game in like no that's it, not true in too many games yes yeah. i mean like, yeah right cuz rj was shooting 25 times a game but against north carolina rj shot 15 Zion had 19 19 attempts uh so you know so i mean so no, no, uh, listen you, listen mike um so that's something it's this, something that's this, progress our, and, our team you know, offensively is a two man show absolutely yeah i actually 
I went back. I looked it's getting at, worse. I, yeah, it is getting worse, absolutely. And I went back and I looked at a few things. I looked over the game logs the entire season. How many games this year has somebody led our team in scoring and they weren't Zion or R.J. Barrett? Uh, it's either zero. I think it was maybe there was maybe one game where Cam Reddish led the That's team in scoring. One game. Yeah. One game. Thankfully for us, neither like Zion never has a game off. RJ pretty much never has a game off. But offensively, outside of that, you know, we're still sort of challenged. Surprising. Yeah, we're, 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 we're thin, but our our stars are so good that you know. When we win this national championship, it's gonna be, it's gonna feel like a Danny Manning, Kansas national championship kind of. Now we have two. Absolutely not. We have two what Danny are you Manning. About? Like where there's guys, what one one guy, about? like a Miles Simon, now Arizona national championship. Where it's like one guy is ball dominant, or two guys are ball dominant, and the rest of the team is pretty thin. You know, it's like that team. You know, but this year we're somehow we're the overall number one seed. We thought we were getting a two seed a week ago. That's right? that's a like pre- everything fell. I think the last time we talked, you said if we beat UNC, there's a good chance we're getting a one seed. But not the one seed. I didn't know we were gonna get the one seed. I think there's a massive overreaction to that. what has happened. <laughs> massive, and and I love Duke. I think Duke Who would you is make one the of the number t- one. Um, it doesn't really matter. Well, I, I'd probably go Virginia. Let's let's hit the Florida State game before we yeah. get into the NCAA tournament. So we we. We hang on by the skin of our teeth to beat Carolina. Right. And it doesn't invalidate the other two losses. Correct. It, but which, it, which was my hope. <laughs> that right. was my hope. Right, right. Although, you know. Which means UNC's great. UNC's really good. They're really good. Yeah. yeah they're really and actually, good. I love they're their They're so much deeper than we I are. Love, Brandon but, but, Williams but, just played the but, best yeah, defense but, on RJ. Like, Billis kept Kenny pointing Williams, it out. Kenny, Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams playing the best defense on RJ. Like, yeah. It and, was. And I heard after the. So effective. Duke UNC second game in Chapel Hill in the handshake line. R.J. Barrett said to Kenny Williams, "Kenny, can you teach me how to play defense like that?" Because <laughs> Kenny Williams was great. Yeah, he was really in that, great in, in that game in Chapel Hill. I mean, he's pretty fantastic all around defensively. Um, but I mean, I just love yeah. that squad. I love Kenny Williams. I love Cam Johnson. Um, Kobe White didn't have that great a game in this last. Uh, uh, so from think, from three, he didn't. I yeah. still think he took it to the to the basket. Great. Um, his height always surprises me. He's six foot five. I don't know how much that is the hair, um, but he's he's catapulted himself to like a top five, top ten pick. Is he? I don't, yes. Oh, I yes. don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be a top five, top ten. I think Cam Johnson's gonna be a first rounder. Um, I I love Luke May. Obviously, the only guy I don't like is that Garrison Brooks kid. I felt he overreacted when uh, Grayson Allen hip-checked him last year in the ACC tournament. So I've always... He's had like a very fiery, sour attitude towards us. So I don't like that kid. Everyone else I really like. I like UNC this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the whole ACC. Florida State, I watched the Florida State-Virginia game. They played fantastic. They shot fantastic. They well, shot they, they, 58%. They sh- and the shots weren't that easy. They, yeah. they were, but, but they were confidently breaking down guys one-on-one. Uh, their guards played a really, really good game against uh, against UVA, and uh, that big guy, that big guy, just rolled, Kamazi? pick and rolled very, very well. Yeah, the seven four guy or the guy off the bench. 
They're a little confused. <laughs> the, no, they, they, were, they, they were just finishing. Like, they finish inside. Yeah. They could make shots. They play good defense. They're all together, and I didn't realize they had won. They had won like, like 14, 14, or 14 out of 15 games in the ACC crazy. in a row yeah. since the bad stretch after the Duke loss. Yeah, uh, and we hadn't seen them since. And so they come in flying high. They take it to us right from the start. Right. They go up 10, 11 points. So like 27, 16, or 26. Not sure. 28, that that 19. Happened, but maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They were up seven, nine, ten points. Okay. Uh, and it was. I felt like it was kind of gut check time. Like for yeah. our team, there's always like, a letdown after like a game you had against Duke UNC. And but I don't. I wouldn't blame the letdown. I thought they played fantastic in the first ten minutes of the game. Yeah. You know, you're talking Florida State. Florida State yes. against us. Yes. Yeah. But really also, fantastic. okay. Also, also. I've been. This is the bone I've been picking the entire year, and this is another stat that I went back and looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like in a lot of first halves, I'm almost afraid when our team makes a few threes early. Like if RJ or Trey makes a three early, I'm afraid because they're just going to keep shooting. Trey Jones put up some horrific threes, like from the top of the key. He took a an uncontested three against Florida State. Against Florida, he They're missed like, the entire rim. It barely hit the rim. Yeah. No, no, no. He like missed the side. The rim. It like hit the, the backboard. I'm it, like, it was real. It, bad. it was very reminiscent of Trey Duvall last year before he got his eyes like checked out. I was like, your vision has to be off if you miss the rim that badly. And it wasn't just him. Like Cam and RJ are literally putting up air balls. We went one for eight or one for nine from three in the first half. And I get it. Both UNC and Florida State are sort of packing the paint and basically telling us you have to beat us from the outside, but why? Why do we have to shoot so many threes? Like, Trey Jones made it abundantly clear in the second half. He can attack. I mean, he penetrated. He was taking floaters. He was taking elbow jumpers. He was dumping off to to our bigs for a a layup or dunk. I mean, not easily, and he was doing in the second half when there were wrinkles in the defense or they were adjusting to something that was going on. You do know that this team already... Not, not even close has attempted more threes than any other Duke team. And we're not even done with the season. It's the way basketball is kind of moving, but but they are. They, it They're, looks like teams are going to pack it in against us a bit. Yeah. Uh, Trey Jones hit, luckily hit one in the second half. He had, by the way, it was probably his, He's, was his best game in a while in terms of offense. On, on the offensive yeah. end. He but, hadn't been that effective in a while. And he can do that. <clears throat> he can do that. Well, he Making his mid range his mid his, his mid range game has been not that great, honestly, over the last month or two. Let He's me ask you this question: Would you take his mid range game or would you take his three point game? Gosh, they they've both been pretty poor. Okay, his three point game nine of his last forty four. That's yeah. I mean, 20%. he's been a terrible shooter. He's been like a, an absolutely terrible. I shooter. don't think he's actually that bad. <laughs> he's. Actually, after O'Connell, our best free throw shooter. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a fine free throw shooter, but yeah, he's been a pretty bad. I, I guess what I'm saying is, the other team's giving it to him, and preseason with the earn everything, Coach K said, "Look, we have to value the three point shot." You know, he was talking about his Olympic experience and talking about Kobe Bryant when he fully embraced the three point shot. He took a thousand threes a game, a thousand threes a day, and he's just driving it into the team. But this team is not that good at threes, and it's taking a ton of threes. Um, and what's surprising is, 
they're so good at attacking. Trey's good at, at attacking. Zion is and RJ is as well. Why not not a red light, but go to a yellow light instead of this big green light from three? Yeah, I mean, well, they only shot 14 threes against Florida State, uh, which isn't that that crazy. Uh, I'm kind of fine with, with them taking the occasional open three. I don't think Trey Jones should be a high-volume three shooter. He's just, he just proving has, that he's he not. He has been recently. He's been trying. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, I get why he's taking it. The shot's there. It's wide open. But yeah, it's there fine. for a reason. Yeah, that's right. The, the opposing team is much prefer him taking. Yeah. He should take corner threes. His corner three percentage is clearly higher than from sort of the. Is it clearly the higher? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about the threes he, he generally makes, a lot of times they're, they're the, those corner threes. Um, I don't have the stats to back me up, but just anecdotally in my mind, I, I'm pretty sure he shoots a better percentage from the other corner. So three. you can do that. I can't do that. <laughs> well, everybody. I mean, that's the corner three is the, the yeah. easier shot. It's the most valuable so, shot in basketball. I get it. Yeah. But we are not good. The three-point shot is a low percentage shot. We are not good. Um, this is this is well. This is sort of like what. Listen, listen, listen. I don't get. We were thirty-one of sixty-five from the field against Carolina. Thirteen of nineteen of those was Zion, right? Yeah. So that leaves eighteen of forty-six. So we only shot. We only shot like basically thirty-eight, thirty-nine percent from two, or, or from the field against Carolina. Guys, not with Williamson on the back of their jerseys, right? So, that's not a good shooting percentage either way. We were 5 of 20 from 3 against Carolina, right? That's actually a, a higher, that's just as high a true shooting percentage as the overall percentage. It's not like 3's hurt us against Carolina. You shoot 25% yeah, from I, 3. I, I get your point. And 37.5% from They're 2. It's abysmal. the same thing. They're both but, abysmal. But you get a higher percentage of offensive rebounds when you shoot a 3. So, actually, it's a little better. But it also spaces the floor if you're hitting them at all. Yeah. And we've had games where we've hit them. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't do a throwback to 40 years ago and never shoot another three. Yeah. But I hear your point, and I think I think you have a good point for sure. Do you see... I, mean, I love arguing with you. They, so, do you see, there was an article about they, they ranked every coach as a player. Yeah. Where do you think Coach K ranked? I had no idea. He was surprisingly. I kept scrolling because I thought he'd be like sixty fifth or like sixtieth. He was like twenty eighth. You know, he was Bobby Knight's point guard at Army. Yeah, uh, captain, starter. He scored like five hundred points in three years, which is probably like four or five points a game. But I also remember reading in books or in an interview, he was Wojo. Bobby Knight wouldn't <laughs> let Coach K shoot. He's like. Mike, you are a terrible shooter. You will not shoot. You distribute the ball. You run the offense, right? And even as recently as, say, Jimmy Butler at Marquette, and Jimmy Butler had the, a pod with uh, J.J. Redick. You know, he's saying, like, when Buzz Williams, who's currently at Virginia Tech, was the coach at Marquette, he said, if I came down with the offensive rebound, I couldn't shoot. I had to pass it to one <laughs> of the good players. So even in this day and age, like, coaches are instructing players to do what's best for the team. This team, maybe, is just a free-for-all, you know? You can just just wail, just just fire away. No, I, mean, I think guys have roles. I mean, I, I don't think Javin has the green light to shoot threes. I don't think Bolden has the green light to shoot threes. He Bolden, shot one early in the season. Yeah, no, no, Bolden, shot one. Bolden absolutely has the green light to shoot an uncontested three. Occasionally. Look it up. But, but. Look at, how many do you think he's taken? I don't, I don't know. Maybe two or three all year. Probably six. <laughs> 
like like Cam, Cam Bobby Reddish. Knight. Bobby Knight would be like, yeah. if you're a 25 percent three point shooter, you need to stop taking threes. There were no three pointers when Bobby Knight was coaching an army. So okay, but if there were, that's what he would say. Probably more forcefully, a little bit dirtier language, maybe some physical force. Yeah, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, but Florida State, uh, this, let's move on to the second half. Duke was fantastic defensively. Marcus Bolden, by the way, 0 for 7 lifetime from 3. <laughs> Green light. Now, I wonder if a few of those might be heaves. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember him heaving. it. Uh, so we're down 10 or so, 8, 9 points, Against whatever it is. Against Florida State. Florida State's yeah. running this out of the gym for, for a minute. And then, and then a, a, a series of plays happens, led by Trey Jones and Zion that just yeah. erases the deficit. And, and we, RJ, we, RJ also. RJ made some plays. We we end up just going on this run, and we never look back. And we beat them pretty pretty handily. I thought it was a really great sort of coalesce, coalescing of the team, the way they came together, played Doing hard. what you're good at. Do what you're good at. Strong defense, attacking the basket, sharing the ball, running up and down the court. I thought they played really, really well. Minimizing your threes. Yeah, Cam. Cam even made some drives in the Florida State game. He didn't pick up any charges. He got fouled. Like, you know, it's like yeah, a blessing think, whenever anyone think, fouls Cam I, I, I on a drive. I think the coaches. I think part of the reason he does all that is because the coaches are telling him, take it to the basket and try to get fouled. Um, Shire in his most recent pod was was saying that you know he, he he went to the free throw line six times. We want Cam on the free throw line, but he's just so sloppy in doing it. You know in the UNC games he's doing behind the back dribbles, dribbling it out of bounds. He's just barreling into people out of control. Yeah, I don't know why they're encouraging this guy to do anything but catch and shooting. But I, I get they probably feel they have a responsibility to develop his confidence. Yeah, and I actually prefer he just they should just station him. Listen, he should be tons like of guys. Is what you're saying? Tons of guys in the NBA, yeah. tons of really good NBA players. They have a role on a team where they stand outside the three point line and they just catch and shoot. Yeah, and that's their job. Yeah, that's what Cam's job should be. And he's a really versatile defender. And there's no shame in it because he's playing with RJ and Zion. He he just you know. But I was encouraged to see against Florida State at least he's going to continue to drive the ball. At least in this case, he didn't turn over against against them after yeah. having like a pretty yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, well, he was probably. UNC. Yeah, I don't know. But a uh, great win, great. We get a championship. Like if nothing else happens, at least we have this. So it would have been a disappointing end of the season against the <laughs> ACC schedule, right? I, and I we disagree. lost games down the stretch. We ended up finishing third. It looked disagree. like we were going to be a two seed, and we came in. Zion came back. It was glorious. It was a glorious little run to an ACC tournament this ACC title. Tournament we haven't had that many of them lately. You what, know? Is, what are you talking about? We haven't had enough ACC We, we won one two titles. years ago. Yeah, but we, we used to win them every year. We used to win them every other year. What are you talking our, about? <laughs> right? We haven't had that many. Um, okay. Right? I, I mean, you are right. Before, before the 2017 ACC tournament win, I think it had been eight years. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean... We, Coach K, the, you know, they, they tell you how many. Let's say they had uh, how many has he won? Fourteen, maybe fifteen. Yeah, but it's surprising that but only uh, since one or two in the last 
too. This was the years. second one. Yeah. I was surprised when they flashed Roy Williams stats and Coach K stats was how many regular season titles Roy Williams has relative to Coach K. We haven't won any regular season titles lately. Yeah, outright especially. And we had we went on a stretch where we had like five five in a row, I think, back in like the late nineties, early two thousands. J Will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you look if you break down Coach K's sort of success track record yeah um we've come up pretty light lately in sort of regular season banners acc banners yeah and we used to rack them up like they were nothing but it's a deeper acc there's more teams it's harder to win the tournament than it used to be and it's harder to win the regular season it used to be especially with younger teams anchored by these one and dones that they're less likely to sort of like Play perfect from the start of right. the year. I agree with you. I yeah. I, I think and like we're, the, thin, we're thinner. I feel like well. the 2013 team was the last really. It was the last year that was senior laden. It was the Ryan Kelly, Mason Plumley, Seth Curry senior year team. Once that year was over, it was a lot more reliant on incoming freshmen. Yeah. So here it is. I, I got. I pulled it up. Uh, we won the ACC tournament title in 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, and 2003, which is. Sick, right? Uh, five in a row. That's the regular season, or the tournament? No, it's the tournament. Tournament, okay. And then Maryland won it in two thousand four. Fuck those guys. And then we won the next two. Carolina won the two after that. And then we win the title in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and two thousand eleven. But since two thousand eleven, we had only won the one, uh, headlined by Luke Kennard. You know, a couple of years ago. Jason Tatum. Yeah. Well, Kennard got the MVP. Yeah, we we talked about that. It was a injustice that he got it instead of Tatum. Yeah, because he was sort of struggling. His shooting was struggling. And he's a one way player. Yeah, people don't care about that. No. Uh, so Zion wins the MVP. This this tournament was really about Zion. It really was. I mean, everyone's talking about Zion. Every everyone is talking 40 about forty minutes on on Sports Center about Zion Williamson. Every guy I follow, every national guy, everyone's he trying to like put as much Zion content as possible. He looks like Superman. When Allison Williams interviewed him after the UNC game, I loved his Zion. was just so focused. He was so dialed in. At the end of the four or five questions she asked him, she was like, all business from Zion Williamson. And they both crack up because he was just, he said all the right things. He's just focused. He's not overjoyed. He's more like, we got task at hand. We got Florida State next. Then we got the tournament next. I mean, he's just dialed in, and I love that about him and RJ because can't take plays off, can't take games off, win or go home. What do you think about Killer's Kill? I love it. <laughs> I freaking love it. Actually, so when he said that, I, I, I Did think you understand what he said when he said it? It. I'm imagining it's like a rap reference. Oh, I don't. I don't. No, I don't know what is it. I, I mean, don't know you and I, reference from, so, you I and I are probably like the least cool people <laughs> um but when he when he said it i think his intent was to have like a mic drop and just walk off but then there was like this awkward right afterwards oh we're not gonna walk off the interview continued with uh, rj yeah I, I don't know i don't know where he pulled that from but it was a, sort of a badass thing to say and it, it just sort of speaks to their competitiveness and their edge but he yeah. They're saying it was. It was, it was, it was they're saying it was. It was a follow-up from the yeah. previous game he was interviewed. He said, "I just want to come in here and I want to kill." Yes. Kill. Right. Killers kill. Yeah. Guy's got an edge. He, you know. And uh, 
it's just uh, it's really been an uh, incredible watching him. Uh, I'm glad he came back. I mean, thank goodness he came back. I don't know how long the he was out. Was he was out like without four him. weeks, six weeks, but to come back in that manner, in that fashion, to do all the stupendous things he did, um, and I mean, ultimately lead us to victory. This is people are all over Duke right now. They're all over Zion. This team has some pimples that could be warts. It's awfully yeah. reliant on him and RJ. Absolutely. They're, he was 33 of 43 from the field. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> In the ACC tournament. And, uh, you know, just only averaged uh, you know, 27 points a game. Uh, just, you know, he absolutely killed... Killed the tournament, dominated in, in a fashion that is rarely seen. And in, in a year where the league is really great. Um, yeah. So, it's pretty pretty yeah. awesome. We finished third. Yeah. And so, he gets ACC Player of the Year as well. Yeah. Which is sort of extra impressive since he missed, basically missed, what, a game. six, six <laughs> games? Six and a half. He missed six and a half games. Uh, he really played, including the tournament, he only played 14 and a half ACC games. Um. But in that stretch, he he averaged you know over twenty five a game. Did you say, did you say fourteen and a half? I believe so. Okay, I believe he played fourteen and a half uh, regular season games total. That includes the three in the tournament. He only oh, played including a, those. Okay, he only played eleven and a half regular season regular season games. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Has a guy ever won ACC Player of the Year playing eleven and a half games? Uh, I'm not no. sure. Maybe I, not. I, I don't know. So I, at first, I thought they weren't. He wasn't really going to be the guy to get that because of that, but it, it's no denying him. Um, RJ Barrett also gets first team All ACC. We're talking about regular season, yeah, not the, the tournament. Okay, yeah, the ACC awards yeah, yeah. came yeah. out. Yeah. That was a while they, back, though. Yeah, like a week ago, ACC yeah. awards. We never we, really talked we didn't about, talk about it. it. I don't think we did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, RJ, uh, RJ and Zion were on the first team along with... Uh, yeah, they were one and two. Kyle Guy, right? Kyle Guy's awesome. <laughs> and uh, who else was on the team? we got to look it up. Uh, DeAndre Hunter? Yeah, DeAndre uh, Hunter. Blackshear? Cam Johnson? Cam Johnson probably made it. Cam? Let's see. Yep, that's it. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Johnson, Kyle Guy. And they, they actually reveal the voting. So you can see Zion got got all the votes. RJ second. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we didn't have anyone on the uh, the second or third team. Which I yeah, th- because we're a two-person team. Yeah. <laughs> that's which it. is unusual. That's all we, got. We, we often we're will have guys. one guy on the first team and maybe one on each of the other teams. Trey made all defensive, right? Trey made, yeah, I think so. Trey made all defensive. Uh, Trey was actually second in the voting for uh, Defensive Player of the Year after DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter's very good. Which is impressive. And Zion didn't get any votes for ACC Defensive Player of the Year, but I've been hearing that he's like under consideration for National Defensive Player of the Year just because he's the son and he blocks out everything else. I Uh, told you that in the last pod. Yeah, you mentioned it. That's where I heard it from. (laughs) <laughs> but Zion did make first team all ACC defense along with Trey. He did get votes for that. Oh, okay. Along with uh, DeAndre Hunter again, who's now trending towards the top five pick in the draft. Elijah Thomas uh, from Clemson and James Banks uh, from Georgia Tech. Uh, but uh, nobody from UNC, even though uh, 
Williams plays such a great defense against. Uh, he should have done it yeah. earlier well, in, the, Jay, in the conference Jay schedule. Commented over and over that yeah. Kenny Williams, who was a travesty, he didn't make all defense. Trey Jones does make the All SEC freshman team along with Zion and RJ, and uh, Kobe White and Xavier Johnson also on the All freshman team. No Cam Reddish, but that's appropriate. I, I, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, on to the NCAA's, dude. Number one overall seed, which doesn't. Whatever. Uh, I mean, one seed to one seed, right? We should talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so they catapulted over Gonzaga, Virginia, UNC to get the number one overall. But then they also became the AP number one ranked team. At the con- They went from five to one. Everybody had Everyone a bad lost. finish to yeah. their year. But Everybody. Still, but still. So yeah. we beat UVA the only Twice. two times we played them. And UVA loses in the semis. They only have three losses on the year. And they, so, they've only, yeah. You know, arguably they, they, they kind of deserve it. They had to play us with Zion each time, but we... They have a better body of work. We have a better body of work if you discount the game Zion's out. Okay. Because we beat them twice. Yeah. We beat North Carolina the only time we played them with Zion. We yeah. lost to Gonzaga. We beat Kentucky. Those are the other one seeds. Four and one against them with Zion. Yeah. I mean... That's pretty strong. With Zion, we're 26-2. and two. And one of the two losses, we didn't have Trey and Cam. But still, like, yeah. you can make all these qualifications and whatever. Virginia had a better year. They, I'll take our year. I'll take our year. We beat them twice. I mean, I'm, I wish we had been able to beat UNC one of the two times without Zion. Yeah. Or at least, you know, but we didn't. But that's the black mark on the schedule. That early season game against that Gonzaga was a toss-up and we lost. The block mark was, you're talking about the Syracuse game, where we were 17-point favorites at home? I'm telling you, the Syracuse Louis, the Louisville deserved, game that Syracuse we deserved to win were probably game. like 1,000-1 to win. The Louisville game? Well, we won the game. Yeah, I, so I, it's I not a black that, mark. But I'm just saying, like, That's Virginia the, takes care of business. The whole year they did. Yeah, they and, didn't They didn't play a lot of, like, buzzer beaters. But they, they also played a much lighter schedule. Yeah, so basically the much entire schedule. country is on Duke. The entire country thinks we're the greatest team since the undefeated Kentucky team. No, um, no. People don't think that. Okay. They think Zion's the greatest thing. They don't think the rest of the team. I hear them talking if, about how if, thin we are. We can't even if you put cons- shooters yeah, around Zion. If you like, consider all the bets that have been wagered on teams to win the NCAA, the majority of it is on Duke. Duke is favored by the sports books and the computer guys to make it line? to the Final Four. They're favored to get to the Final Four. Um, they opened up as like 2-1 to one against to win the national championship, which is sort of a joke. It's moved closer to 3-1. to one. Um, But yeah, I, I think it's... The reason why I think it's a crazy overreaction is because if Zion doesn't get that put back against UNC, or if UNC makes the game-ending shot, yep. then, then the storyline becomes, wow, Duke lost to UNC three times. Duke has no bench. They have no three-point shooting. Uh, they still need to integrate Zion back. And it's the same team, you know? Like, we're very good. We're very talented. We're one of the top teams. But I don't think we're as good as everyone's making us out to be. Our cast of heroes, like, I remember being the, of the season, like, feeling like Zion and RJ are, like, up there on the mountain. Yeah. And Trey Jones is, like, going to be the perfect sort of supporting piece. Yeah. Cam Radish is going to be this like total wild card with a huge upside. 
Jack White was at the at that time was hitting threes and was like playing great defense and blocking shots. Yeah. And I was like, this guy is the perfect role player. We talked about it. Uh, Alex O'Connell was nothing but potential, right? On the bench, but yeah. had the potential to fill that three point shooting role. And I remember just feeling like, wow, we have like the perfect, perfect six. And I had some issues with Bolden, but Bolden just seemed like an extra talent piece. Uh, Delorier, I felt like was going to be a good role player as well. I felt, you know, our cast of heroes, like they're, you know, in my mind, the, their their images have all sort of like taken a lot of hits. Yeah. Now I'm like constantly worried about. Cam Reddish trying to do too much on offense, um, and like his psyche. Yeah, you know, I'm constantly worried about like Trey Jones, like Trey and RJ shooting like 15 threes combined. Trey, Jack White, just just missing and airballing and yeah. clunking three pointers. Right, I, I don't have a ton of confidence. I still have some hope they're going to hit them. You know, more often than yeah. than you know maybe is expected at this point. But like. Jack White, I thought, was a 40% three-point shooter for wide-open threes. He might be. Well, he was for a few weeks, and then it turns out he's also a 15% three-point shooter for weeks or 10%. So what's the truth? It's Past somewhere in the middle. Past performance is not always indicative of future Yeah, we just don't know. Results. We're going to still need people to step up that aren't named Zion and RJ. And people stepped up a little in the ACC tournament, but um, the NCAA tournament is longer, and there's more games, and there's going to be more challenges. There, uh, so it's but there's good be, news. There's yeah. good news, Mike. Yeah. And yeah. What's as the number one overall seed, we the two teams who are playing in a playing game tonight, they shouldn't be in the tournament. Right. The I first saw, game. I saw. I saw. You know, I saw. North Dakota State is like a four or a five point favorite over NC Central, which is also in Durham. NC Central is not even a top three hundred team on Ken Palm. NC Central is the, the very, very Lilliputian-y. Okay. Yeah, so, no Duke, Duke, so we're not worried about the computers, the is like over 99% to win the first game. And then the second game should be fine. Um, hopefully, we, we play Tom, uh, Johnny Dawkins, UCF. VCU's um, favorite in the game. I think it's Pickham now. Oh, is it? It's Pickham it now. now. VCU, um, they ran off 12 straight wins at one point this season. They lost to Rhode Island a couple times, but they've mostly been a very good team. They're not big. They're yeah. not big, but they do play really good defense. Their defensive numbers, their Kempom defensive numbers, are very strong. Okay. They're like 10th rated in the country. Are you, are you worried they about They held a team them? to 37 are, points. Are you worried about them? I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about I'm not the too first worried. weekend. I'm not too worried not about, too worried about the know, first given weekend. our talent. I was worried a little bit about Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16 game. They're good. They've got a lot of good players, but then I've read away from Blacksburg, they're actually really bad. Real human. It's a tough environment. We didn't have Zion when we played them. Yeah. Uh, but then, I think there's a pretty good chance Mississippi State comes out of that 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 sort of little mid that little section. But why do you really, say that? I mean, why do you say that? Uh, Mississippi You've been State, watching a lot of uh, SEC games. Mississippi State's come on a little strong towards the end. They've they've been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, they, and then obviously in the uh, Elite Eight game, uh, Tom Izzo never beats Coach K, so we had nothing to worry about there. And the most important well, factor... that's ridiculous. That's the most ridiculous, important but... factor is, of course I'm sort of joking, the most important factor, and still sort of joking, is CBS and the NCAA, they need Zion in Minneapolis. 
they need they need him there. <laughs> so they're gonna massage the refs. They're gonna massage the game flow to make sure that Duke is there. Because how can you how can you have a Final Four without Zion Williamson? Uh, yeah. The, the, if there was ever gonna be a time. For shenanigans? For some shenanigans. That <laughs> we're going to hope... Like, what a disaster it would be for the NCAA tournament if, like, Zion Williamson picks up three first-half fouls. Yeah, don't in, do like, that. In, like, the Sweet 16. And, uh, do not do that. Like, he, I know he's a little he's a little physical on defense. So far, refs have he been look, letting him get away with a lot. Have he you looks, noticed that? He looks strong. He looks fit and strong. I, yeah. can't, I just can't get over his body. <laughs> Okay, we'll let that sit there, Peter. We'll let that sit there. You can't get over his body. I can't. Um, yeah, I think the quadrant, the little quad with Virginia Tech, St. Louis, Mississippi State, and Liberty, it's actually kind it's of underrated. You sort of, you sort of like it. I think it's fine. I mean, I'm not super threatened by any of those teams. I'm glad we don't have to play Wisconsin. You know, I'm glad we don't. And Wisconsin's underachieved this year, but I'm glad we don't have to play a team like Wisconsin in that. You know, what's so scary about Wisconsin? Game. Wisconsin just the, the style of play. They would slow down the game. They would they take efficient shots. Yeah. They they rebound. They box out. They play basketball the way it was meant to be played. <laughs> they do well in the tournament historically. Yeah. And they have talent. They have like a different kind of talent than we have. They, but they, they all can play. You know. They have the talent that we used to have. Nah, not exactly. Not exactly. Ethan Happ used to be like us. Yeah. Big guy, 20 and 10. Eh, I guess so. It's, um, no, it's, I, I'm glad, I'm glad we don't have Florida State as the force. I'm glad, I'd much rather have Virginia Tech. And I'm, I'm glad we don't have Kansas. You know, I'm glad we don't have a Bill Self coach Kansas team. You might have to play Kansas in Kansas City. In the Sweet 16 game, it's pretty brutal. Actually. That would be that would be fun. Yeah, Kansas has a lot of talent, even though they've underachieved this year. Uh, you know, it's not the strongest Kansas team, but yeah, I just I haven't watched enough basketball outside of the ACC. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and then yeah, looking ahead, LSU, Michigan State, LSU. Let's L- talk about LSU. LSU is in our bracket, right? And oh, yeah. is, is a, it's a grease fire? There's a lot of controversy. Everyone knows that the SEC, especially certain schools, like they cheat in football. And apparently basketball, same thing. Like Ole Miss, the consensus LSU, seems to be of, consensus seems to be LSU, even if they won the tournament this year. It would be vacated. That it would be vacated because yeah. there's some stuff going on. But down. then the coach also the is coach refusing is interviews from the school and the NCAA is <laughs> like, no, 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 I wanna coach I wanna coach this team. You know, I deserve to coach this team in the NCAA tournament, but they're not letting him, right? Uh I'm, I'm I'm not. I'm not sure. With the is there is there been a late late development at all about it? Is the no, coach? No, I. No, I don't know. Yeah, is he? He's still suspended. My understanding is yes. Yeah, he's just staying in touch, and he's he's suspended. We don't have to worry about them until the second weekend. Obviously, um, what I love about the tournament is you only have to play the teams in front of you. You can imagine we might have to rematch Louisville or have to play. The ghost of Tom Izzo in Michigan State, yeah, and like, you know, a lot of karma there. Maryland is on the other side of the bracket, you know. Uh, I'm rooting personally for Yale to get through. 
You know, I'd love to see Yale in the Sweet, you know, in, in the Sweet Sixteen. The, the they're they're not that big of a dog, and we <laughs> played Yale. Yale has that one guy who Coach K said was a first round pick. Yeah, you know. Um, but I mean, to go back to how Coach K views it, how the, the coaches view it. I mean, we're only concerned about NC Central, North Dakota State, and then BCU, UCF. That's I, it. I like the, the first week. I like our bracket. Nobody in our in the East scares the shit out of me. There's Michigan, good, Michigan, Michigan State's supposed to be very good. There's a bunch of good teams, but nobody just scares the bejeebus out of me. Uh, I think there were worse matchups for us out there, and we'll see who gets through. Uh, it's three ACC one seeds. That hasn't happened yeah. in a while. I actually like how they did that. Yeah. Do you, I, th- I feel like it happened one other year. I yeah, know the Big did, East got did. three one seeds a long time ago. I think they were the most recent, maybe 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, uh, but yeah, North Carolina's got that tough look against Kansas if Kansas gets through. I don't uh, think that's going to be that tough. They got Kentucky, who's I think that's going to be tough. You know, which is a tough two seed. Um, I lo- I'll take Michigan State. I'll take Michigan State over some of these other two seeds. Um, Virginia's. I think Virginia's bracket is just loaded. You know, I think it's just loaded. It's surprising because people feel like they got a pretty soft draw. Yeah, well, I just the quote unquote pundits. Yeah, I I don't I don't think so. I mean, I think I think Wisconsin is real strong. I think Villanova's in that bracket. They'll probably not have to play them, of course. Tennessee's a really talented team. You know, as a yeah, two seed. they they play old school. They're basketball. almost a one seed. Yeah, they play with bigs. They yeah. pound the paint. All right, do you want to pick your final four? It's awfully chalky. I have not filled out a bracket. We'll maybe fill one out tonight. Um, I'll probably just go chalk. Just just all the one seats? How could you not? I guess it's the, the sort of like efficient thing to, to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, though, that after the, the betting odds came out in terms of like what teams will get to the Final Four... Mm-hmm. People are very high on Virginia and Gonzaga, more so than when the betting lines came out, that they'll reach the Final Four. The money moved against North Carolina. They think they have a tough, tough region. And then Duke is sort of, uh, I think money came down on Duke as well. But they're favored to get there, which is sort of crazy. I'll say this much. I sort of like Kentucky's half of the Midwest bracket for them to get through easier than UNC to get through. Their half of the bracket. You have, no, you have no respect for Wofford or Houston. I think Seton Hall beats Wofford. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think Houston's gonna. They're not gonna play Houston. You know, I think they're gonna probably play the Iowa State Ohio State winner. Um, I'm not a big believer in, in mid majors in these tournaments. Sounds like you've done some research. No, no research. This is just you know. We're just, just like everyone I'm just, else. I'm just talk. looking at the names on yeah. the. the I've, you I've, and I, I've we're just watched, like all the other idiots across the country talking Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday. It's just straight nonsense. No one right. knows anything. We don't know anything. I haven't watched one. Actually, I haven't watched 10 seconds of basketball all year. I just spitball on the Duke games, too. I never even watch. I just look at the box scores. That's all I do. Mostly, yeah. that's what I do. That's what we do. Uh, all right. Well, um, uh, is that it? Uh, there, are, there are a few Anyways? other things. Um, one, best wishes to 
one of your favorite Duke freshmen, Brandon Ingram. Um, I think he had sort of a serious blood clot issue. Blood clot was yeah. taken out. It, it could have been serious. They're, 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 they're saying that it's okay, but, you know, obviously you don't. Because they were sort of, they weren't saying, but they were saying like Chris Bosh type of potential, you know. Hopefully not, obviously. Uh, it sounded as if the report that, you know, whatever it means is that he's, it was successful and everything's yeah, okay. Yeah, four months, but they're always going to say that. It sort of seemed like, I mean, it sort of seemed like LA was just shutting down all their good players, or all their decent players. Yeah, to get a higher uh, lottery pick. Right. I mean, you know, balls out, but I, hopefully that's all it is, just a precautionary thing. I mean, anytime you're dealing with a blood clot and that kind of thing, it's, it sounds very serious. Could, could be serious, yeah. And uh, he's young, and hopefully it's goes on his baby aspirin once a day from this point forward, and it's not like any kind of yeah. you know big issue for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, Maybe just a few other things. Yeah. Um, like other like NBA, I said, NBA this, things? Like I said, in the second round, we could watch, could face Johnny Dawkins, UCF. Um Marquette had a great year, but they've really been sputtering of late. Uh, Wojo, Marquette, it looked like they were going to five seed or they, six. They, it looked like they were going to win the the Big East, but I think they lost both the regular season and the, and the tournament. Marcus Howard, their all world uh, point guard, shooting guard, is struggling, um, but they're going to play John Morant, and so people are raving about that matchup. Money's coming down on Murray State in that one. Um, and uh, Bobby Hurley finally made the tournament. So in the they, horse race they, that they, is, who's yeah. going to be the next Duke coach? They, What's the update, Peter? Hold on, Chris my, Collins. My, give us the everybody. Chris Collins, Jeff Capel, clearly Cape. Northwestern. How's is struggling. the field look? Yeah, but Chris the final, Collins the, down. The final thing they're they're yeah. they're, they're videotaping uh, Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona State, you're in as the 11 seed. Bobby Hurley jumps off by himself. He's He's celebrating, but like his entire team's just sort of like sitting in the background. And Bobby looks around; he's looking to hug somebody. He hugs like an assistant coach. Like that's not really that great of a look. I mean, were they disappointed in the seating? Is that what it was? No, I think they were really happy. But you know, Bobby Hurley is so fiery and so in your face. I sort of feel like he's like a Jim Harbaugh type. Like you can only do that. Like you can only take that for like a year or two before you like tune him out. Um, so I wonder if. He still got that program in, in good hands. Well, college and, coaches have shorter shorter time with yeah. players than pros. And if they win, I think he yeah. plays his old team, Buffalo. Plays a lot of the players he recruited, so that's a, that's another interesting little game to, to look at. Bobby Hurley is clearly a good basketball coach and a good yeah. If you can win at Buffalo, motor. yeah, you can win at Arizona State. Yeah, uh, Buffalo is actually you know in the top twenty of teams to win the tournament. You know, Buffalo is eighty-five to one. You know, it's great, pretty crazy. That's pretty good odds for for a school called Buffalo. Duke is two to one, a little worse than two to one. That's a that's a complete joke. And that's uh, for mathematically illiterate people. It's just yeah, it's for people that don't understand don't math. Throw away some money, but these are parimutuel odds. It's not like they add up to a hundred percent. You know, they, is that what parimutuel means? I actually didn't know. Seriously. Paramutual is, uh, yeah, the relational odds between these things. It does not add up to 100. There's a huge spread for the casino, obviously. Yeah, it's great for uh, the casino, on, on I'm these sure. Odds. All these things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a horse racing term. But, um, 
But Gonzaga's next. They actually have him at like almost five to one, a little better than five to one odds. Carolina, Virginia, they have it six to one on the odds I'm looking at. And then there's a drop off to the to the non one seeds. Uh, Kentucky, Michigan State are the best two seeds for the odds, but they're all kind of even. All the two seeds, fourteen to one to eighteen to one. Um, so it just seems like this year more so than in previous years. I know one seeds typically get all the love, but in this particular year, everyone's talking like. The one seeds are clearly better than everyone yeah. else. Well, here's the, the two thing. seeds are clearly better than all the other teams. Here's the thing to look for. You know, we live in Vegas. We we know some sports people. You know, you're a poker player. Uh, I'm a recreational gambler. But uh, when you look at the odds to win the Super Bowl or the NCAA tournament, the people participating in betting on these things and the people they expect to bet them are not sharps. They're not people generally. They're The sharps are not not taking these sort of long-term paramutual gambles. Uh, this is for the public, you know, and the public's on Duke. That's what this means. Pu- public is all over Duke. <laughs> yes, they are all over means. Zion but Williamson. There isn't a lot of information to be gleaned other than this is kind of what the, we expect the public to think and bet on. But when you look at the game odds, the point spreads on the first, second round games, yeah, that's where you're going to get the information. Those are the... Those are the lines that the Sharps exploit. So when you see those lines move, it means something usually. And when you see that like that 12 seed is actually a two-point favorite against the five seed, that means something, right? When you look at the relative lines in round two, look to see which of the one seeds is the biggest favorite against the eight, nine seeds. And that'll give you some idea of the relative weight in terms of how the Sharps feel like which teams are the strongest. Uh, so that's the information I, I generally look to. If I'm looking to, hey, what's really going to happen? Who do the smart people think is going to win? That's where I look. You know, hmm. Look at the game lines. You booked your Airbnb? Minneapolis, Mike? I've not. I, I floated the idea to my wife. Hey, maybe I'll go to Minneapolis in a few weeks. Are you going to be there? She kind of looked at me Are you gonna sideways. Are you going to be there? It doesn't. It's not looking good. <laughs> she was. She, the, the reaction was not positive. She's like, "What are you talking about?" So I, I sort of explained so, it. So this is like <laughs> your favorite Duke team in the last in in recent memory. You said, "Embrace a team, go watch a team," and you're not going to watch this team at all. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So the first round games are in South Carolina. Yeah, which I'm not so thrilled about. We're I don't not, like that. Well, it's fine. Is it? Zion's from South Carolina. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we travel well to anywhere in the Carolinas, you know, no problem. What I also like is often... I they mean, didn't travel well two years ago when we lost there. Well, we played the University of South Carolina, right? I mean... All right. But also, North Carolina was in and it, was in our pie. And they're always And so all pod, the UNC which, fans... Yeah. yeah, so that, it's, that's it's, always it's a negative. Typ- it's typically yeah. tough. The, the first opening weekend is tough for us because... UNC fans are there and they just they, they put us like right next to each other <laughs> right. time slot wise they're all there booing the, the hell out of us but sometimes we have the NC State people booing the hell out yeah. this year no NC State but NC I, State kind of got the screw job uh, I thought they deserved a bit I just, don't know what goes into it. they had the easiest non-conference schedule you gotta blame the athletic director in that spot Yeah. but to go back to our team I feel like RJ and Zion they, they may relish that hostility hostile environment um, Everybody's a Zion fan. We don't have like a Grayson for everybody to boo this year. Uh, so I, I do. This is like a different year for us. Yeah. But 
Who? Where do we go the next weekend? You did DC. You, it's DC. Yep. So, would you consider going to DC, Pete? Absolutely not. I hate DC. I no, I, I mean I love DC, but if I try to, if if I'm gonna travel, travel, it's gonna be for the Final Four. And also in that second weekend, there's still a lot of other games I want to watch. I don't want to be at a venue for like four, four or five hours mm. watching only those games. Minneapolis or bust, huh? It's Minneapolis. Mini- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what did that say? I don't want to repeat it. All right. Minneapolis or bust? The Twin Cities. One of us, the true fanatic, the true junkie will be there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who gets there. The other guy One will be us... watching in his cush living room with his nice setup. One of us has four children. 